Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Start Ed Up podcast. A little Monday motivation for you. Before I get to that, uh, no Wednesday broadcast. I'm not sure if we're going to have one this Wednesday either. Here's the good, the bad, the ugly. The good is the foundation is off and running <laughs> uh, to the point where we're getting more requests to have more cities, and that's been the hard part. Um Man, it's it's there's a lot of work that goes into it. Um, unfortunately, what suffers is me having enough time to um, schedule out more interviews. And quite frankly, we've been in negotiations with a sponsor that possibly wants to do a YouTube series. So um, I, we either might start dusting off some of the old episodes and rebroadcasting them, much like our friends do at Freakonomics, love their podcast. Or, uh, you know, I don't know, we, we may start squeezing some in. That being said, um, the one the Monday and Fridays uh, will still be consistent, especially I'm loving those Friday episodes. Last week we had uh, Derek Lopez uh, with Jamal and I talking about stand-up and uh, stand-up desks. So if you haven't heard that one, check that one out. But let me get into the Monday. So a lot of you guys are kicked off your school year. Matter of fact, my number one listen to podcast last year was me ranting about how not to start off the school year. And just side note, don't start it off with a bunch of rules and regulations. Make sure you start it off on things that they're excited about. You don't get a second chance to make a first impression. And those first days are so exciting. That being said, as you start planning out your school year, may I suggest... Um, we tried it last year and we liked it a lot. We, we start off with some deep breathing exercises. Now I've seen various forms of this. I've seen like grade school versions that like bunny breaths. Um, I, I saw box breathing. There's, I don't want to like prescribe to you which one other than there's a lot of them. Um, matter of fact, there's like a little app on my Fitbit on, you know, breathing and kind of monitors your heart rate and everything else. Um, man, that'd actually really be cool. Maybe Fitbit could like sponsor a class. And anyway, um, but deep breathing, maybe some mindfulness training. I know some parents might think that's a little woo woo, but like, it's really, really, really great. And when we would miss it, a lot of times my students were like, Wetrick, we only have 15 minutes left in the period. Can we do some breathing? It got to be a point where it was really relaxing. Um, sometimes I would guide it like we'd, We'd have, you know, I'd tell them when to breathe kind of thing, but then we'd have some things to think about and I'd put some, you know, thoughts out there and we'd kind of deeply meditate on it. Um, and other times a couple of students would do it. So I loved it. Um, anyway, you can choose your own technique. You can choose, um, you know, if it's guided or not. Although <laughs> we'll say I'm going to go back three years ago. Uh, one, a couple of my students wanted to do Wim Hof technique. Um, don't do that. I mean, if you're an adult, you want to look at that. If you want to look into it, fine, but um, not not good for students, so don't don't do that one. Um, but man, again, there's so many out there that are are are, are tested and, and have gotten a lot of feedback from teachers. So you know, try to try to start off that you know your class period with three to five minutes of just kind of you know deep breathing, kind of that guided meditation. It really, really, really calms them down. Uh, gets them open to start thinking deeply. Um, and, and then, you know, we start talking more and more about mental health and them being happy. I think, I don't think this is a silver bullet, but I think it's a really good thing to do with your students.
All right. Well, again, I do not think that we're going to have enough time for a Wednesday broadcast, um, but uh, stick with us on Friday, and we will have another Crucial Conversations with Jamal and I. As always, if you're wanting to possibly be a guest on those Crucial Conversations, uh, you can always email me, dwetrick at startedupfoundation.org. We'd love to hear from you. And if you know of some really cool authors, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, um, let us know. If you want to make an introduction, we'd love to interview, interview those people as well. Other than that, this is Doug Wetrick, reminding you there's opportunities are everywhere. We'll see ya.
So I, I think for for group group activities, the biggest thing is is that you have to when I the customers that are coming back to me and saying we love this, they're they're saying that um, you know the standing desk. There, there's there's something about standing in a group, and there's standing in, in these collaborative groups that really works. And we have one school in Southern California in Moreno Valley, mm-hmm. and they have um, six. It's a middle school, and they have six desks, mm-hmm. um, uh, six standing desks. And what they do is uh, they usually group them together, and they find that um, the energy behind standing and the collaboration mm-hmm. um, incentives is very strong. And right. I mean, just by the design, by walking in and looking at a room that has a variety. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to just sitting desks is already conducive for, for group learning. Right. So thank you, Jamal. Cause like Jamal's taking a lens of this and, and uh, especially at the, at the all school level. And I love that. And I also like the fact though, that Derek, you said that I'm not trying to monopolize every desk. It's a blend because you know, I, I like Jamal am that uh, 15 minutes and I want to pace. I'm I'm a I'm an, you know <laughs> I'm a nervous guy. I like I like thinking and walking. Pacers, uh, man. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, Indiana Pacers. Yeah, I know um, Indiana, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but um, like, wh- where was the origin? Like, what what made you think? You know what? Our kids need to stand up and and be able to kind of fidget and move around. Like, I'm going to start a company. That's a, that's a that's a big leap. What what was the I need to do this? Um, well, first, I, I I was that kid that couldn't sit still, so that was already in the in in my blood, right? So, um, but the big event was at five years old. My son uh, broke his leg in a bad, bad ski accident. That's that's what we do here in Colorado. We ski, and um, he spiral fractured his tibia. Awful, awful accident, and was in a wheelchair for four months in kindergarten. Hmm. And um, in this experience, I literally every single day I was trying to figure out how can I make this horribly negative situation like the kindergarten as a parent first child going to kindergarten it's just like this epic ex- expectation right like it's your first kid they're in school they're in kindergarten it's like supposed to be this most exciting time right well the day before Thanksgiving my son breaks his leg and he's in a wheelchair and uh, kindergarten for four months and every day I'm thinking, how can I make this negative situation a positive situation mm. and I, I constantly was volunteering in the classroom and I went one day I was in the classroom and my light bulb just turned on because I said to myself gosh when he gets out of this wheelchair he is not going to want to sit down I said but you know what I don't feel so bad you know why because he is at the same activity levels as the rest of the kids in the classroom, which was sitting down all day. Wow. I mean, literally I, I, the light bulb went on, I'm like, gosh, he's in a wheelchair, but I don't really feel that bad. You know why? Because every single classmate is doing the same thing. They're sitting down. And literally in that moment, the light bulb turned on. I was like, oh my God, we have all these standing desks throughout the workspace and it's evolving and you see all these commercials and and all this media on standing at the workplace, but no one's doing it at anything for that in the school space, which is the, 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 the demographic that needs it the most. And uh, it took me about 60 days to contemplate this, but I cashed out my 401k. I'm self-funded. I literally uh, like went online and, and, and figured out all the fees and everything. And I said to myself, all right, would I take a business loan out uh, I'm going to pay that interest on the back end, mm-hmm. uh, the same amount that I would pay in taxes and fees for cashing out my 401k. Mm-hmm. So I cash, I cash out my 401k 
and um and then started manufacturing desks in china and that was it oh that was it yeah that's that's a big leap uh, and and <laughs> speaking on half of someone who tries to foster entrepreneurs uh, that's awesome i mean it's a big leap and and so i i know this podcast is more for today's purposes on the education side but i still have to know like uh, like uh, What's your, like, how are you getting the word out? And for that matter, no, let me ask this. If you had a magic wand on how you disseminate this message and how you'd get people to, at minimum, look more into looking at stand-up desks, preferably with you, what would that magic wand do? I mean, getting the word out has been my biggest challenge because, I mean, I'm up against this giant machine. I'm up against... 200 years of traditionalism i'm up against um the the education system that's been so locked into a certain culture for so long um this is the part where jamal and i are nodding our heads frequently (laughs) (laughs) but really you know social media has been the pillar of my existence and organic growth on every platform um i mean everything from you know instagram to medium to facebook twitter and um you know guys for your entrepreneurial students out there who want to be entrepreneurs i mean it's taken me two and a half years um through organic growth to build this network and so um it's constant media creation content Mm -hmm. creation constant research, constant book reading, um, and really transforming myself um, to learn more about education. And so as much as I want to say to everyone, hey, put this standing desk in your classroom, I know everything. I've really had to take the reverse role and do what you guys do, interview people on my podcast, interview my customers, interview students. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the, some of the customers I've told, look, I'll give you half the desks for free. If just in return, you let me, you know, create media from the experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, my first customer, I donated uh, all four of our demo desks. I didn't make a dime, but in return, I was able to create content. And to be honest with you, if every customer said, I'll pay you cost for your desk, but we're also going to give you the opportunity to create crap loads of content, I'd prefer that customer over a customer that's going to create profit margin for me. And the mm. reason being is that is that content right now is my golden, golden currency because I need excuses to put out content right now, right? Because mm. no one's doing this. And that's the gold right now. And, you know, kind of like Gary V says, you know, would you rather have a million dollars or a million followers? I'd rather have a million followers right now. And, and the reason is, is because this movement can, can grow into so much bigger. And it's really not about money. I know the money will come. It's about that awareness piece first. Yeah. It's the awareness piece and it's changing our culture. And, you know, I, I genuinely believe that this movement can change education and again i'm not trying to monopolize every classroom with standing desks but my mission is to give every single kid the opportunity to stand up in their classroom and really basically say okay um yeah 
we have fidgety Jack and Jill that can't sit still, but um, we're going to give them the opportunity to stand up because right now Jack and Jill are getting sent to a therapist, occupational therapist, put on medication just because they can't sit still. So if we can X that out and give kids a little, little more uh, liberation from that experience, I think we're going to be helping kids. We're going to be helping teachers. I mean, everyone's going to win. Everyone's going to win because it really your criteria for ADHD and your criteria for sensory processing disorder and all the, I mean, there is no criteria to some of these, to some of these, you know, situations. It's like, Oh, Jack and Jill can't sit still. All right. We got an appointment, occupational therapist and a psychologist. Right. And it's like, all we're talking about is the kid sitting still. So I think getting the word out is more than just on so getting on social media. It's more than selling a bunch of desks. It's, it's a movement. It's, it's, and it takes a lot. It takes a lot. Right. So, and, and just, and just for the, the people that are listening, I, I know uh, Derek is making some real strong statements as it relates to, you know, kids being put on medication, but I just want to reassure everybody that that does happen. Um, it happened to me in the third grade. Uh, I couldn't sit still. I knew my content, I was bored and I wanted to move around. And before I knew it, I was right out of what they call the regular class, right into special ed class. Um, just by virtue of not being able to sit still, literally. Um, so, so there's a lot of validity to what Derek is saying. And I just want the audience out there to, to really consider um, if you have a child in your classroom that needs to move around, if you don't have a desk like this, uh, coming up with some kind of solution for them, let, letting them stand until you can get something uh, or a desk like the one that Derek uh, offers through his company. Yeah, I echo that. I mean, I, I, it's funny. We're like, I was that kid. So was I. So was Jamal. Um, Luckily, I'm 47, and they didn't have medication yet. I I love my ADHD, man. I love it. Uh, thank God my parents were tolerant. And no, I mean, like, I like if I can move, like, it, it it's sometimes funny. I'll get into, in some cases, board meetings with, and I'm not making fun, but like stuffy people. And, you know, they want to come and hear about the Started Up Foundation. And sometimes I'm whiteboarding and, and they're talking to me and I'll just get up and I'll start pacing around the room mm-hmm. and I'll get an idea and I'll start whiteboarding. And, and they're like, you're you're not supposed to do this. Like, we're all supposed to remain seated. And I'm like, like I think like they just get used to it because I can't. And I I think that's one of the reasons why I had fun in my classroom, because I was that kid. And. I love some stand-up desks. Um, and and, and I, I, Derek, you'd mentioned, you know, now there's the flexible seating movement. My only fear is, is that it's a trend. You know, yeah. my, 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 my fear, like the word innovation, I think I put this in my book. Like I, my heart sank. I was, heck, I, was re- I was writing my book and a, a commercial for Cottonelle came on, a new innovative layer of softness. I'm like, something you wipe your ass with is innovative. Yeah. I'm like, we have jumped the shark. Oh my gosh. And so I'm afraid that this, which by the way, it is an overused term. Not everything is innovative. You know, oh, we replaced our worksheets with taking a picture of the worksheet and putting them on the, <laughs> and like, that's not innovative. Um, yeah. But so that, 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 that is something that's on my mind is like flexible seating is cool. And, and then quite frankly, this is where I hope I don't get myself in trouble, but like, 
I'll also see people that will take pictures of these beautiful layouts. And then I'll get, okay, what are you guys doing with it? Mm-hmm. Crickets. No, that's huge. That's huge. And look, I, I totally agree with you there. And, and I, I think that's another reason why I'm on a mission to create better content um, and create, and create um, real life content um, such as, you know, student interviews. I think the student interviews are huge because when I have them, these students will tell you they're not going to tell when you interview a student about a flexible learning space, they're not going to tell you, Oh, that Pinterest post was so pretty. And that's why I like it. That's not what they're going to tell you. The student's going to tell you, Hey, ever since the standing desk came into this classroom, I'm excited about learning. I'm excited about reading. One kid told me that he literally like the standing desk has forced him to pay attention in his, he's a sixth grader. And it was very, very simple because he said, you know, when I sit down, I get sleepy and I fall asleep. Now, when I stand up, he's like, I I can't fall asleep. I just fall on the ground. So he's like, I'm forced to pay attention. And this was a kid who traditionally wasn't paying attention. I mean, I had a fourth grade teacher send me a video of a kid of locked in on his work. Just this kid was just uber focused on his work. And the, and the caption said, this is the most problematic child in the entire school, the entire school. He said this, and that just blew me away because I mean, the sitting still thing, I think, and I think the, the big breakthrough Don, honestly too, uh, I think is going to, I need to create more content around this is BDNF, right? So everyone wants, wants like the scientific proof of why they should have a flexible seating classroom or why they should go back to increasing recess. You know, it's like our society needs all this, you know, scientific proof and all these studies and all this data to make a decision. Right. I mean, it's common sense to me and you guys, it's like, all right, well, I don't like sitting still all day. Let's just make this a flexible classroom. But for some reason, our culture and our society needs all this data and all these, you know, research studies to, to make decisions. Well, guess what? The answer is in BDNF brain derived neurotrophic factor and brain derived neurotrophic factor is a a brain protein that is responsible for creating new neurons and um, repairing damaged neurons. And they call it the miracle grow of your brain. And the best way to, to activate it in your brain is exercise. The number one way to, to activate the BDNF in your brain is exercise, which in my mind means increasing your heart rate, enhancing your blood flow, reducing your stress, right? And so it just seems after hearing that one piece of evidence, it would seem to me very obvious that you need to have kids moving around in your classroom and you you need to not cancel out or reduce recess and physical education because if, and I'm saying this because it's going to be a win-win, right? So all the, the government and the politicians and everyone who, com, you know, does legislation for schools, what do they want? They want performance metrics. They want testing, right? But they're shooting themselves in the foot on this concept because if they wanted better test scores, if they wanted better performance metrics, they would understand the science of BDNF and they would literally keep recess and physical ed where it is or even enhance it and yeah. get kids moving around the classroom and i promise you i guarantee it i will put this on my grave that the test scores would come out better than they are now 
but mm. but people think oh well you need better test scores you need to study more well that's not how the brain works the brain doesn't yeah. work that way yep you have to get your blood flowing you have to activate bdnf in your brain you have to get the neurons flowing when you're sedentary is when your brain is not in an optimal mode when you're active your brain is in optimal mode so the 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 key acronym in this whole mission to be honest with you is bdnf brain derived neurotrophic factor can be the one thing that helps us reverse this whole stupid idea that that sitting equals better learning because it's not true. It's just not true. Sitting does not equal better learning. Sedentary behavior equals crappier learning. Sorry, that doesn't make sense. Like I didn't word that properly, but it just, you know, passionate behind it. So, so teachers, superintendents, principals, uh, listening to this, they're inspired. Where do they find you? Where should they go? Well, they can find me on Twitter at stand up our kids. They can find me on Instagram at uh, my personal account on Instagram is Stand Up Dad, and the business account is Stand Up Our Kids. Um, on Facebook, you can find us at Stand Up Our Kids. Um, and at any time, at any inquiry, any question, any connection that you want to make with me, uh, you can just simply email me at Derek, D E R E K, at standupourkids.com. And I'm always looking for collaborators and connections and new relationships that's amazing all right jamal any last thoughts no man i i i found this very um very insightful and i think it's going to help a lot of people there are a thousand things i can think of as, as you were talking about the the flexible seating in the desk there are a lot of uses for it and you know outside of the research um if if, if you're teaching out there and I mean, you heard what the man said, if you're willing to open up your classroom and maybe get some of these desks at cost, um, you'd be doing yourself um, a, a lot of justice. So the opportunity is there to help a lot of kids. Well, there it is. Derek, I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Jamal, as always, it's a lot of fun. Oh, so yeah. This, yeah. All right. Well, for Derek and Jamal, this is Donald Retrick reminding you there's opportunities to move around and fidget and stand up everywhere. We'll see you.